0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to All Things Undone. I am your host, Granny She Is, and on this show, we talk about life after divorce and how to move forward successfully. Now, before I get into all the things we're going to say today, I do need to give a a disclaimer. This particular show will have explicit content. So if that is not your cup of tea, we're going to ask that you skip this show and check us out next week. Or if you do want to watch it and you have children in the room, put on some headphones or something, because this content is explicit. Some of the things we're talking about is for adult ears only, not for children. Okay. Adults only. And I know they say adults start at 18. and, And if you're 18, God bless you. 25 and up for me, please. 25 and up. So let me start by saying that First, and before I introduce my guest, I do want to say to everyone who has a daughter today, happy National Daughters Day. Happy National Daughters Day, and to my three beautiful queens, Riviera, Dejana, and Micaiah, happy Daughters Day. I am so glad that God allowed you to come out of the spirit world and walk this 3D journey with me. Your mom is so proud of y'all. Thank you all so much. Happy Daughters Day. Now my guest she is deborah maynard booth she goes by she her she is a certified sexual education facilitator Mm -hmm. okay so this is definitely the one you want to ask your questions on and we have so many things to talk about the name of this show of course is out of the box with Deb Maynard, and she is a unicorn, and I am going to allow her to uh, introduce herself in her own way. So, Jane, the floor is yours. Welcome to All Things the podcast. Yay! <laughs>
1: Thank you. Thank you. So, um, like Shel said, I am a, um, a sexual health facilitator. I do a lot of um, Different counseling's. I do parties. Um, I'm also a Pure Romance consultant, so I will um, I will be able to talk to you about different products that we have with Pure Romance. Um, but I also uh, teach different classes. Um, I'm certified in kindergarten all the way to adult. Um, each one of those age groups we do have age appropriate materials Mm -hmm. um, but we have different uh, curriculum books that we use for instance um, a lot of what we use is our whole lives it's um, it's a sexuality education um, curriculum that we use like this one is for grades four through six Mm -hmm. and then i have. Um, middle school high school young adult adults and then like I said I also have the the kindergarten through third grade as well so I I teach all kinds of sexuality education classes Um, so I answer a lot of different
0: questions for a lot of different age groups so and I am so glad you do because it's a hot topic or it's a It's a triggering topic for some parents because, of course, they don't want to introduce any type of sexual themes to their children. But from a psychological standpoint and just going through the phases of growth as children, if anyone's ever had that book where I had it with my kids, where it shows you the different stages that a child goes through, they begin to have questions about their own body pretty early on in life. And it is a way for you to explain it Without. Hi, Courtney. Welcome. And I see my, my cousin, Porsche is watch, watching. Welcome, Porsche. um Yeah. So let's start there. I know we got a lot to cover, you guys, but I do want to start there. So how do you handle those um, sensitive subjects with parents who want you to educate their children that are, are under the age of 12 or under the age of 16, per se? How do you handle that? So we
1: have um, I have a class that I usually do at um, the Unitarian Universalist Church here in, um, in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, where I live. And okay. we have um, we have a, a secular curriculum as well as a non-secular curriculum. There's like a couple questions that you can ask mm-hmm. that are religious based, but most of the, the curriculum that we do is um, can be taught at, at any schools. It's just that schools don't usually allow me to come in because they're just not quite open to understanding it yet. right. Um, but it's uh, with every class that I teach, I have a parent orientation um, first and foremost. That's okay. the very first thing that I do is I meet with the parents. I mm-hmm. go over what it is that I'm going to be going um, over with their kids. So they know exactly what's in the curriculum. So they understand what it is that I'm going to be saying. And then I also explain that I'm not here to take their place. I'm here because a lot of us, when we grew up, we did not have that education. We didn't get to to ask all of those questions and find out what the answers are, especially for age appropriate questions. You just never know what age you're supposed to be able to introduce different things and what your kids mm-hmm. can really handle or what they can't handle. So I'm here to help out to say that, you know, um, I'm, I'm going to give you um, all of the tools that you need as parents. So when I teach the class after the class mm-hmm. is over, um, I send home like some information for the parents mm-hmm. and the parents can then ask follow up questions. So they can continue that conversation right? You know, so that they know what it is that they can be able to say to the
0: kids. And I love it because every parent, at least I got it all three times with every one of my girls when they hit about, I don't even know, four or five, where do babies come from? Especially yeah. the oldest one when I got pregnant with the second one and she wanted to know how that baby got in my belly. And yeah. it's, it's a really, really... I think it's a smart question to ask because the other day, you know, you didn't have a stomach mommy and now you your stomach's crying. How did that thing get in there? And it's always difficult to explain to a child that yeah. and I don't like introducing lying. So I explained right. it to my kids as best I could without saying, well, the Stark brought it because that's a lie. And now I'm teaching my child how to lie. <laughs> yes,
1: exactly. exactly, exactly. You don't want to do that. Well, and there are, there are children's books. Um, and I didn't grab that one to bring down, but I there are children's books that are out there that also help out as well. Um, that are age appropriate for mm-hmm. each different group. But my kindergarten class, what I t- what we go over with them is mm-hmm. we go over the different body parts because mm-hmm. we want them to understand that. Um, that everybody you know that boys have two eyes and girls have two eyes and boys mm-hmm. have two hands and girls have right. two hands and boys have a penis and girls have a clitoris so that they can understand the different body parts mm-hmm. and be able to use the correct language because right. if you start calling them different things you don't know what they're referring to you know and they sure. say well when when somebody says well they touched my thingy well, what thingy? You got a lot of thingies. Where, what, what do they touch? You know. Mm-hmm. So we give them that the tools to be able to know the right words to use, and then we talk to them about what are the parts that are just for them. You know, right. that mm-hmm. don't let other people see these that that right. are not your doctor or your parent, um, and that kind of helps them to understand what is private and what is not. Very you know. And we talk about, you know, there are some things that you talk about at home that you don't talk about in out in public. Right. You know, so we go over that. And then we also talk to them about consent. As mm. young as kindergarten, we talk right. about consent because we want, and, and like I said, I absolutely talk to the mm. parents first because right. I want the parents to understand that. If Jimmy does not want to hug Aunt Ruth, do not make him. That's right. If he does not want to, because you are teaching him that mm-hmm. if an adult tells you you have to do it, you right. have to do it. And mm-hmm. it, we teach them to ignore their own feelings. And we don't want to do that. We want them to understand that their body is theirs. That's and right. They have the right to say no. And we teach them in an early age because. If you say the other way, when you say mm-hmm. no, you have to hug Aunt Ruth. You're mm-hmm. actually teaching them that later on in life, when you know, when mm-hmm. their uncle Bob wants to touch them in places that are inappropriate, that's right. It's a, it's one of their adult relatives, that's and they great. think, okay, mm-hmm. I have to do it because they told me that. I have to do it because they're a relative. I have to go against what I feel. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we don't want them to to go there. So we start off right Mm -hmm. away with consent that Mm -hmm. my body is my body. Your body is your body. And you have the right over who touches you
0: and how you're touched. I love it. Now, if you all are just joining, I hope you all caught that part. Because it's really important about when we're teaching our young ones about what's important on their bodies, what can be touched and what can't be touched. A funny story. And this goes back to the word clitoris. I did not hear that word for the first time until I was about 12 years old. And it was from a cousin who grew up in California. Her mom and uh, dad, her stepdad, which was my uncle, were in the military. She's a very, very brilliant uh, young girl. And when she came down, I think she had to be nine or 10. And we were talking and I think one of my cousins said like a slang word for your private part. And then she was like, actually, it's a vagina and you have a urethra that you pee out of and you also have clitoris. And she said it in such a matter of fact way. We were all offended. And we was like, you don't know what you're talking about. And she (laughs) said, yes, I do, because my mom bought me a book about it. And this is what it said. And my grandmom came in there and she shut the entire conversation down because <laughs> you didn't say words like clitoris and vagina. Like you did not, those were dirty words and you didn't say that. So um, that was the first time I had ever even heard the word. 12 years old, I wow. was. The first time I ever even heard that word. And I know I'm not the only one with that experience. Hats off to my cousin, by the way, because let me tell you, she was very, very uh, in tune with her body. Grew up to be a career woman, um, doing very, very well for herself even today. So she, it, it just set the tone. It set the tone for her life. So we need to do that for our kids. Now we're going to move on to the next topic. So I'm going to give you a little bit of background on Deb. We started work, Deb and I, we started working together back in 2013 uh, on a contract, on a governmental contract together. And we worked together for nearly a decade. And I learned a lot about Deb. And uh, I'm glad I did, because coming from a small town, we don't get enough exposure to people who are unique. And she is indeed unique. She's the first person I ever met that openly said that she practices Wicca. So uh, I was like, okay, tell me about that, because that's new to me. Because all we know about Wicca, all we know about that is Halloween and witches. We don't know anything beyond that. And I know that that's really limited in our education on it, but we're going to talk about it a little bit. That way you can kind of have a background for where Deb is coming from. And if you all caught the show last week and you saw her comments, you also know that as far as her sexuality goes, she's very fluid. But I don't want to speak for her, so we're going to cover one at a time. Do you mind delving a little bit into the Wiccan religion, what it's about, and the misconceptions that people have about it? Sure, sure. Thank so, um, so I am a um, I
1: am a pagan high priestess, and I am also a um, a Cabot witch. So, um, a lot of people. <sighs> wicca witchcraft and paganism are all similar but all different there's mm-hmm. there's nuances to each mm-hmm. one so paganism is like the overall umbrella term so yes. christianity is the overall umbrella term paganism is the umbrella term for all things that are not christian didn't say anti i said right. no we're not <laughs> against Christianity, saying that right off the bat. Um, And then under paganism, we have Wicca, we have witchcraft, we have um, Taoism, we have Hinduism, we have Buddhism, those all kind of fall under Mm -hmm. that umbrella terminology. Um, But then there's all different kinds of witches and all different kinds of um, paths for the Wicca path as well. So um, if I can try and narrow that down, I am. I studied under. um, I studied under Raymond Buckland, who um, is like, he's like the. He's very ritualistic when Mm -hmm. it comes to how to do things, very much like Catholicism, and the Catholic faith. There's a very ritual way of doing things. You know, um, there are things that you say. There are times that you stand, sit, meal. Right. There are specific things that you have to do. For um, Raymond Buckland, for his path, mm-hmm. there are very specific things that you have to do. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very strict. Then, um, then there is the um, the path of of Wicca that is under Scott Cunningham. Um, mm-hmm. Scott Cunningham introduced the the idea of Wicca um, down from Gerald Garner. It's a whole mm-hmm. history thing. I won't go into it. But, right. <laughs> but, Scott, but Scott Cunningham um, is very laid back. He, the way that he does things is just, you know, nature is your church. And whatever you mm-hmm. do, whatever you say um, that feels right to you, you just do that. You know, um, it's very, very laid back, um, and it's just the whole idea that um, that you can, when you talk to the divine, mm-hmm. um, you send out your intent, um, and the the rituals that we do are mm-hmm. just like prayer,
0: right. where
1: we um, where we we say this is our sacred space, like this is mm-hmm. our church, you know, this is our mm-hmm. sacred space. Um, and then we call to the divine, and we ask the divine to be with us in our sacred space. Right. And then we say what it is that we um, we want, like a prayer. We say what our intention is, what we hope for, and we send out that intent. We call to the divine and tell the divine what it is that we, we want to happen.
0: Like a manifestation.
1: Um, yes, exactly. Just okay, like I got a it. prayer we send that Mm -hmm. up and then we thank the divine for being there for being in the sacred space Mm -hmm. and um and then turning the sacred space back to mundane and that's really it so um Mm
0: -hmm.
1: yeah so it's it's a lot like prayer it's just different words and different Mm -hmm. rituals different things of doing you know different ways of doing things
0: yeah i Um, think thank you i think like um so you said a uh, paganism and a common word that people hear now instead of paganism is spirituality. Yeah. You know, you see people that say I'm spiritual and that doesn't mean they don't have a concept of God. They do have a concept of God. They have a concept of a higher being of a divine being of Gaia. It's different names for it. And Taoism uh, falls under that. It's on the spirituality side of it. And that's kind of where I'm trending towards in my personal life. Um, is Taoism. It's all about balance. Um, in in connecting with the source, which is God, you know. Yeah. So that's kind of where I am on on my personal journey. And the reason I wanted her to go into what she practices spiritually is because we all need to learn that you have to go with where your spirit is telling you to go, is leading you to go. Sometimes we we buck against what our mind. Tells us because of what we've been taught. Now, listen. If you don't agree with me, that's fine. We can agree to disagree. If Jesus is your only Lord and Savior, by all means, you have a right, as I said in the beginning of the video, to click off of this particular one. All right. So, Randy Glover says, "Are spells a real thing or a stereotype that was created by people who do not understand Wicca?" Good question, Dan. Yep. yep, spells are just like prayers. Um spells
1: um so you see in movies and you see you know where they they're throwing all kinds of different things together and they're they're you know they're making all kinds of different potions and things like that well um we have kitchen witches Mm -hmm. that make um just like you would thank you make a a dish they eat you know it's you make something um, but in it, you put the intent of peace or the intent of love. So you put the energy of your intention into that recipe that you're making. Um, or if you are not doing kitchen witchery, we also have where we do um, different different uh, oh herbs and things where we Mm. combine different herbs together that um, like cinnamon is for love, you know, or we burn sage for purification Mm. or we burn um, the, um, we burn, I'm trying to think of dragon's blood incense is also a purification. So it's a matter of, when you go in for a massage and they ask you if you want to have like different scented oils, Mm -hmm. because those different scents um, give you different, uh, stimulate different things in your senses or Mm -hmm. different touch, stimulate different things with your senses, same sort of thing, Mm
0: -hmm. you know?
1: And the different um, stones that we use, different crystals, those mm-hmm. each have different properties because everything is made up of energy and so those different stones give away certain energy signatures and so if you were doing something where you want to protect someone mm-hmm. you would get um like a, a hematite ring and then you would put in your intention you'd pray over it you'd do a spell over it you'd say something um for intent. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Clear quartz right.
0: to clear the in- negative energy, right?
1: <laughs> yes, exactly. You put in those those intentions and then you give that to them. And so it's blessed, it's charmed mm-hmm. with that energy.
0: Thank you. And and to make it more relatable, uh in in the Bible, there's a scripture that says there's life and death, uh in the power of your tongue. So believe it or not, the very words we speak can put a spell on someone. For example, say you have a child that loves to sing. They love to sing. They sing all over the house. They got a beautiful voice. But one day you come home and I read this in, in, uh, in a book. You come home one day and you got a headache. Your headache is killing you. And it's not that the child doesn't sound beautiful. They sound beautiful as normal. But you say to them in your frustration, would you shut that noise up? I have a headache. To the child, what they heard was, Your singing is ugly and is giving me a headache. Now, this child with this beautiful voice stops singing around the house because your words, she believed them in her mind. You have now created a spell. There is life and death in your tongue. It is a spell. Now, people use it different words for it, but that is indeed a spell. We put spells on ourselves, limiting beliefs. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because we say to ourselves, I can't climb that mountain over there. There's no way I can climb that mountain. And because you've already set that intent, that intention in your mind, you absolutely cannot climb that mountain because you've already told yourself that. And if you all follow the Bible, Jesus even said, if you say to that mountain over there, be thou removed into the sea, it shall be removed into the sea. Yeah. But you have to set your intention to make it so. And that takes some practice because we've grown up To be institutionalized, we go to school. We learn the same thing. We say the same thing. We do the same rope. We even nowadays kids have to dress exactly the same in school. We didn't have that. Thank goodness, I I got to wear what I wanted to in school. (laughs) At least I had that part of individuality. But hopefully that explains it a little better. You got to be careful spiritually because we all have energy. We, We possess negative and positive energy, or you can call it male, masculine, and Feminine energies that we house, we body, we embody in ourselves. You some people call it a spirit, some people call it a soul, some people call it your your intellect, your psyche. What else is it called? You know, we have different terms for the same thing, basically. So, yes, thank you, thank you, Dylan, for that question. That was amazing. So that's that. And I do want to highlight one uh of the holidays in Wicca because it just passed, and that's mabon i hope i'm saying that right maven Maven. explain Mm -hmm. maven to us a little bit and then we're going to go to break sure so
1: maven is the fall equinox Mm -hmm. um it is the time of year when you have equal light and equal darkness Mm -hmm. um so if you were right on the equator you would have exactly 12 hours of of daylight and 12 hours of darkness Mm -hmm. now of course we're not right on the equator so as you move up it's it's a little bit later, so for, um, so on the 23rd of September, it was equal on the equator. Probably now, I would say, it's probably gonna be equal around yeah. where we are. Um, but it also means that it is the balance of, um, of our lives. So we wanna look at what are the blessings that we have been given um, over this last year and and what are the things that we can give up that have been um, harsh or negative in our lives? You know, mm. we want to find that balance to be able to go um, to move into that darkness because during the dark season, um, mm. it gets darker and darker. The days get uh, shorter and shorter and then I tend to run into um a depressive state, and so we want to prepare ourselves before we get into that. So Maven is a time, it's like the, it's our, our version of Thanksgiving, where we give thanks for all the blessings that we've been given. And we look at what is it that we have been holding on to that we really shouldn't be anymore. Those things have been holding us back, and we need to let go of so that when we go into the season of darkness, we can still hold on to those blessings.
0: Very and true. And see, here's the crazy part. And people, I say this every year. So I say this all the time when I went to church. Christianity overlaps with paganism for oh, every yeah. holiday. <laughs> okay, yeah. for every holiday, it overlaps. Um, yeah. The dip, some of the some of the traditions we have in in traditional Thanksgiving, it coincides with autumnal solstice. Same with Christmas, Yule and winter solstice. Some of the practices we have with the Christmas tree and all these different things, they they are rooted in spirituality, in particular bits and pieces that have been taken from different cultural tribes and incorporated into Christianity. Because you got to remember, America is built on not a really good history. You had slaves (laughs) coming over, not only slaves, but you had the Indians in their practices, Native Americans in their practices. You had um, slaves that came over with our traditional practices. And you had some people, they were called bond servants more so than slaves, but there were other Caucasians that were brought, brought, brought to America bond servants who brought their culture, their religion, their, their things over here too. And it all got rolled into one big ball. So before anyone gets too judgmental in the comments about who does what, when just know at the end of the day, it's kind it overlaps. It really does um, overlap. Now we're getting ready to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk, we're going to switch gears and we're going to go into uh, the, the, the sex facilitator type thing and I want to talk a little bit about pure purple romance. I'm so excited about it. Okay. <laughs> Sounds great Yeah. So why we can go ahead and do break now cuz I'm ready. I'm ready. just joining us. Our special guest today is Deb Maynard. She is a certified sexual education facilitator. I do want to give the disclaimer. If you are just starting to follow us this particular episode, we are uh, talking about explicit content and explicit things. Is that If that is not your cup of tea, we invite you to join us next week when we have a more tame show. Okay. Also, I want to say we just had our uh, lineup of shows that you saw on during the break. Please download the BWNC app, BWNC radio app. It is free to download. You can hear all of these shows constantly in rotation, plus all the latest music and new artists anytime on the go. So make sure you all are downloading that now. We're going to transition a little bit. (laughs) And we're going to talk about something else so listen if y'all see me blush just overlook me because before we started the show she was already pulling out stuff that I'm like okay yeah I, I, I want to know what that is, what that is. <laughs> so, so tell us a little bit first about pure purple romance what it is uh, the floor well, yours. I'm, I'm just gonna sip my water for me <laughs> so
1: pure romance um uh, is a company that sells um, we do sell um, adult products we sell different lubrications we sell different toys but we also sell things that are like skincare products we sell lotions we sell um, for the for the men we have um, shaving cream that we have. Um, the shaving cream is called Coochie, so of course, so of course, my husband loves to you know use it and then say, "I have Coochie all over my face." Okay, so, um, yeah, 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 that's where he goes with that. So we also have those, um, <laughs> and then we also have like lingerie. So it's a lot of things that are um, are about sexual health. But it's also about women's health and health in general. You know, um, when you look good, you feel good. So we want to make sure that um, all the women that use our products feel good, um, smell good. We do have different, um, different, they're not exactly perfumes, they're body sprays that have pheromones in them. So it's. (laughs) The <laughs> pheromones help to give you confidence, and they also help to uh, bring some other people to you. So, <laughs> I do see somebody had a party. Yes, yes, we have parties. Um, we yeah. book parties at people's homes. I also do virtual parties online, where I can like show off different products and mm-hmm. talk about different things. Um, I've got my website, which I'll be able to send to you, but um, but it's your romance.com slash Booth. So okay. no spaces in between. Um, but yeah, and I, and during our parties, we also talk about different sexual health um, questions that people come up with. Um, because, you know, when we get older, there are some issues that occur for both women and men. And so yes. we have different products that help out with those things. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so we have all kinds of different things.
0: Which leads me to a question that I have been just dying to ask. What would they call it a burning question? I have a burning question because as I said in our, in our pre-show conversation, let's talk about the female orgasm because honestly, sometimes it's confusion, confusing for even females. And um, especially considering, like, unlike a man, every time he is intimate, uh, intercourse, like having intercourse, there is an expected end. And it should be an expected end for females, but let's talk about it.
1: Okay, Okay. this is yours. (laughs) So for men, I can also say that for men, um, they don't always have um, a... They can have an orgasm that does not produce semen.
0: Hmm, really?
1: Yes. So, I didn't know that. Yes, yes. They do have what's called a dry orgasm. So men can have an orgasm and yet not actually produce anything. So it is oh. possible.
0: Yes. That's news to me. I was today years and, old when uh, I found that out.
1: Right, yeah, and... <laughs> and if they when they have those that also means that they um don't have a long a very long recovery so they can have a dry orgasm and then go right back in and continue on and then have an orgasm that actually does
0: produce semen and sperm so so the first one is like shooting blanks i know right a dry orgasm that's like that blows my mind i that's new for me but i know uh long time ago, the old people used to say, you know, girl, he can't make babies. He shoot blanks. (laughs) Have y'all ever (laughs) ever heard (laughs) that? Maybe it was just in my community. (laughs) (laughs) Let's talk about the the female orgasm. because female orgasm. Yeah, it's levels to it.
1: There are actually different kinds of female orgasms. Um, And there are different ways that women can have an orgasm. The first thing I do want to say is the biggest sexual organ on a female is the brain.
0: That's right.
1: Because if you are not emotionally involved in what you're doing, it's just not going to happen. You know, if you are not turned on emotionally, it right. mm-hmm. doesn't matter what happens to you physically. It's just not going to, it's not going to go anywhere. So Very you've got to be able to be emotionally into what you're doing Mm -hmm. so um you can be stimulated in different ways
0: Mm
1: -hmm. um and there are different erogenous zones that women have um breasts are always thought to be like one of the big erogenous zones but also the middle of your back or the middle between your shoulders Mm -hmm. is an erogenous zone your ears for like right here like this little like right here is like Uh Uh Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, there are some people that do not enjoy um, penetration with for an orgasm. So, yeah, what worms? <laughs>
0: <laughs> old men give you worms. <laughs> I haven't figured out what type of worms they have either, but I've heard that same thing that they, still away for those old men. They give you worms.
1: <laughs> well, they could have tapeworms, you know, that <laughs> can't guess that. I just saying, but anyway, yeah, <laughs> I, w- I wouldn't really go there, but right. yeah. They have, they have so, but yes, that's, Um, I can't see your name, but it says yeah. You have to have, have a connection. To, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So when you are, um, when you are turned on, when you are feeling frisky, when you are in the mood, um, then that helps you to be relaxed. Mm. And in order to have an orgasm, you have to be able to be relaxed. Now, depending on how relaxed you are, depends on how what kind of orgasm you have. So you can have um, an orgasm that is through vaginal stimulation, which I got to say that that is one of the least um, likely ones right. to have vaginal stimulation there's not a whole lot of nerve endings actually inside mm-hmm. the the vagina and so it's very um it's kind of hit and miss if and miss yeah. <laughs> yeah because it's it's not a it's not usually the the actual erogenous zone for a lot of women
0: mm-hmm.
1: it does happen for some you know um but it's also if you um are able to hit just the right area Right. If you can get just the right um, angle, you can be able to hit the area that is the, um, what he the put, G yeah. spots, the Grafenberg mm-hmm. spots. Right. Yes. The higher the level of relaxation, the higher the intensity of orgasm. That is Very absolutely true. right. Yes. Mm-hmm. So if you're able to hit the G spots, mm-hmm. um, then that can help and that can also help you to be able to have an orgasm that's um, internal Mm -hmm. most of the time women have orgasms that are based on external that are clitoral stimulation Mm -hmm. because the clitoris actually have has more nerve endings in that one little space of the clitoris Mm -hmm. than is on the entire penis there are more nerve endings on that one space and the clitoris Actually, goes all the way. If you um, if you were to look at the inside, the clitoris actually right. goes down, and the bottom of the clitoris is where the G spot is on the inside. Mm-hmm. So, by hitting the G spot, you're actually hitting the bottom of the clitoris. So, if you hit both of them at the same time, right? Definitely have some, yeah.
0: Instant ecstasy. I like to think yeah. of it as uh, like a the, the stem and piston piston inside of a flower. Yes, flower, yes. and then you have that little piece that's coming up. The fellas, or whoever you are, fellas, females, <laughs> that little part—you can't go wrong. You cannot yes. go wrong. Yeah, yes. especially if you can, yes. it, you know, stimulate both inside and out. Oh my goodness gracious! I'm gonna stalk you for life. You know, <laughs> You're instantly married in the spirit, and I'm coming to find you. you know, I will never leave you alone. So, hasn't happened for me yet. Not, not quite yet. <laughs> but we're going to leave that one alone. We're not going to touch. You. We're not stalking them either. <laughs> so
1: that leads us into the third type of mm-hmm. orgasm, which is an orgasm where you, as a lot of people say, squirt, where yeah. you are able to um, actually squirt vaginal fluids out of your vagina. That only happens if you're very relaxed, and you're very turned on. So it's, yeah. So if you have not had that happen, then we just need to get you more relaxed and more turned on. <laughs> and we actually have Pure yeah. Romance. Let's go back to Pure Romance. Do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just come, come on. on. Romance. We yeah. actually have a product called O, mm-hmm. which increases the sensitivity and does exactly what the product means. Oh, gives you increased sensitivity so you can have a stronger orgasm. You can have a more intense orgasm okay. and it helps women to be able to reach that intense orgasm where you can be able to squirt.
0: Okay, so ladies.
1: We have- Hold it up, like do you have it with you? I, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, so like, like those are, the, are like, like mythical oh, creatures. Yeah. Right. It's on my website. <laughs> Go to my website. You to the, the website. website.
0: But yeah, she said, she said that last one, the third one is the mythical creature, Deb. <laughs> yes, <Was she>? yes <laughs> it is. Because <laughs> it's so hard to be so relaxed
1: and mm-hmm. so turned on at the same time. Right. You know, it, it gets really difficult for some people to be able to get to that point. And there are so many women that have never had an orgasm because they just never relaxed enough to be able to have it. And that yeah. comes from having, um, you know, if you're growing up in a very reserved household mm-hmm. where you're taught that sex is dirty or sex is bad for any reason, you have that reservation. Okay, we're coming
0: to your question.
1: Oh, what helps with anal? Oh, okay, we also have, um, we, we have lubrication that is just
0: for the back door. Um, Let me give you a tip for that. Listen, listen, and some people may know this, but some people may not know this. If you're going to dive into the world of anal, I learned this from uh, one of my my gay friends. It's a certain level of prep that needs to take place with that. Yes, lube does help. Um, Some work too well and um, he cautioned me against this. He was like, so be careful with certain lubes that you use because sometimes it can numb you to the point where you can't tell if a tear is happening or something like that is happening and you won't know until the next day uh, if damage has been done. So you got to really be careful with that. And he also gave me a a prep tip for this. If you ever decide this is something you want to do, go get you some enemas. Now, when you, you're going to take, you're going to dump the enema solution out of the bottle. You're going to clean the bottle really, really well because it comes pre And then you put warm water only in that and you go ahead and you clean out the, re- the rectum. You're going to clean the rectum really good, just like you were going to get a colonoscopy prep or some shit. Clean the rectum really good until the water runs as clear as possible. Then, of course, you want to make sure, again, that you're relaxed, 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 and then get that good lube from up. And it's pure purple, it's PureRomance.com slash Deborah Booth. Okay? to yes. take care of all of your needs. <laughs> and we will have the link of, uh, when I post this. I'm going to edit it and drop the link into it. So you all will have that available to you. Good question. Thank you. We went there. Ooh. All right. You so this- have to be careful on what kind of,
1: if you're using condoms, you have to be careful on the type of condom. So Mm -hmm. um, in my classes, when I told you about, I teach different classes, Mm -hmm. for my high school class, I have them do this experiment. So I'm going to tell you how to do this. So if you want to do this experiment on your own, so you can figure out how this works. So bubble gum, the cheap bubble gum that you get, you know, that used to, Mm -hmm. well, way back when it was five cents, but I'm sure, like bubble gum, bubble gum, bubble got it. Yeah. Exactly. So you get a bubble gum. Okay. Mm-hmm. Bubble gum has the same consistency as some um, rubbers, as some condoms.
0: Mm.
1: Yeah. Yes. So you take bubble gum and you put it in your mouth and you chew it for a while. Okay. And then, um, and then get yourself some creamy peanut butter. Okay. Okay. Creamy peanut butter. Okay. Creamy peanut butter has um, has oils in it that are very similar to the oils that are in some lubrications. Okay. okay. Not my lubrications, however. My lubrications don't have those oils, but, um, but peanut butter has the same kind of oils, that petroleum jelly kind of mm-hmm. stuff, that petroleum. Mineral pepper. oil type
0: thing, like that yeah. kind of. Okay. Yeah.
1: Yep. Yeah. So get yourself a spoonful of creamy peanut butter. Then put that spoonful of peanut butter in your mouth with the gum okay? okay okay and then chew. So you have the bubble gum that is the consistency of a condom, and you have the creamy peanut butter which has the the consistency and the the um, the balance the chemical balance as some of the lubrications as a petroleum-based lubrication and oh, wow. then you're doing it so you have you have friction you have warmth and you have the two combined together okay okay you know what
0: happens with that i'm waiting i'm, I'm this is educational what's going to happen the bubble gum dissolves it's gone
1: the bubble gum completely dissolves. So when they say do not use petroleum jelly and um, and a condom, it is because the petroleum jelly it's it's not ineffective. Petroleum jelly, friction and warmth, the condom is gone. It dissolves. It dissolves the. It. Oh my God!
0: Completely
1: okay. Completely dissolves the condom. So do not use petroleum jelly or petroleum based lubes with a condom because it will dissolve the condom and
0: it will be gone. Mind yeah. no, because this is brand new yeah. for me. Brand yeah. new for me. Oh my goodness. So, Y'all yeah. throw that petroleum. Just go ahead and throw that Vaseline right. tub away. <laughs> yeah. Do not use that. Do not use that. That
1: is my. Why- we have we have different um, different kinds of lubrication we have this one is a, a whipped lubrication okay. the whipped lube is the same consistency as like um, whipped cream but it comes in different flavors okay. and this one is strawberry cheesecake
0: oh wow okay
1: yeah we love so, it so. <laughs> so we have strawberry oh. <laughs> But yeah, yeah. So you wanna use Yeah, you wanna use um the the non-petroleum based lubrications. We have the whipped ones and then we also have um a lubrication that um that warms up when you put it on and then you blow it warms.
0: Oh wow which one is this now?
1: Um, that is one of our other lubrications that we have. It's a it warming lubrication.
0: Up. Okay, what's warming and, up here?
1: And that one, like this one, is um, a warming lubricant. This one is um, is grape lollipop. Oh. So I've got grape lollipop. But on my website, the latest and greatest
0: mm-hmm.
1: is um, that just came out is caramel latte. Mm. so where's my notepad right 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 exactly so we have caramel latte warming lube on my website Mm. this one
0: is great because you know purple all right I love it it was something else you showed before the show it was it was the the cheesecake one yeah and something else
1: one and then I also have this other one that's a warming lube that is cotton candy flavored Okay. We have a cotton candy warming lube. Cotton and candy have
0: warming have lube. Ooh. Candy.
1: And then Thank we you. also have we have a water-based lubrication. The water-based okay. lubes are really good for use with toys okay. because that way it it works a little better with toys. The whipped ones work pretty well with the toys. Um okay. and then we also have the warming ones and toys not Mm-mm. so much because it's warming the toy. It's not doing anything for you,
0: so, right.
1: <laughs> so um, <laughs> but we also have, yeah. See, you like purple for mm-hmm.
0: different reasons, mm-hmm. right? We love it. Okay.
1: But we also have, um, with the all of those different products, we have a lubrication. Oh yes, yes, I do. You yeah, will remember that one. <laughs> <You won't remember laughs> <that line. laughs> I have a rainbow colored butt plug. Yes, I do. All a right. Baby.
0: So listen, for those who may not know what this is. Okay. Randy Glover says, sell this to star athletes so they can protect themselves. LOL. <laughs> Very true. Let's talk about this. <laughs> butt plug. Do, do you all know, does everyone knows what that's for, right? Explain its purpose because some people may not know why, why would I use that if I'm having vaginal intercourse? Like, why would I?
1: So there are a lot of nerve endings in the anus. Yes. A lot of nerve endings. Um, but I also caution that and your anus does not self-lubricate. You know, your vagina lubricates, but the anus does not self-lubricate. And if it right. is, go see a doctor, honey. But other than that, <laughs> um, so there's a lot of different, <laughs> there are a lot of different nerve endings. Mm-hmm. So um, it is designed because it's, it's small and then it just gets bigger and then it's, um, it's very like small. I should probably, let me take it out of the package. So well, Why are you doing that? Let me
0: sing a little ditty. Plugs. How many of us have them? Plugs. <laughs> Ones we can depend on, we got plugs. That's <laughs> <laughs> You're Great. welcome. You're welcome, y'all. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so
1: these are really good to use for um, for anal stimulation because they start out small at mm-hmm. the end and then they get bigger, as you can see. And then there is this small little area here with a handle so you can be able to not lose it. Right. Because there are muscles in your anus that will just pull that right out of there And you're gonna be one of those sex sent me to the ER cases.
0: Very true. And I've heard nurses tell stories about people who have gotten things stuck up in there. Yes. Yes. One particular was a Coke bottle, another was a gerbil. Oh my my (laughs)
1: God.
0: Okay.
1: All right. See, now you're getting to the bestiality thing. Not my cup of tea.
0: Oh no, that was, that was, um, that was years ago. And then I, when I heard the story, I was like, that is very strange. First of all, Coke bottle is strange, but that's understandable. I can understand. I see the thinking there. Yeah. The gerbil had to be explained because apparently it's a fetish. It's a fetish, you guys, where now listen, I do not condone any of this, this example that I'm sharing. So listen. Okay. So the thing is you, if you were into this particular fetish, you had a tube um, that's fashioned to go in the rectum and they lube it up and then they put this live mouse or gerbil inside of there. And it struggles to get out, of course, but the idea is to stimulate the postrate to produce an orgasm. Well, if the little thing... If, if it, the string gets untied, you see, this is what brought it to mind. The butt plug has the flat back so it doesn't yeah. get sucked in. Well, the little thing, unfortunately, in this case, the string come loose from the tail.
1: Oh and God. there
0: it got lost and so had to go to the ER to be removed. Yeah. But <laughs> wow. so yeah, be careful out here. A tube, lube, and a gerbil sounds like a bad joke. It really does sound like a bad joke. Ooh! Yep. 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 Hell no! <laughs> no, no, right? No, no, no. Am I kidding? Yeah, i bad. That's that's not for that's the. Yeah. And of course, now the guy's name was not revealed, so he gets to keep his anonymity. There you okay? go. Okay. And this happened years and years ago. And then let me tell you, when stuff happened in a small town, that's kind of really bad. So, plugs are like jewelry. Show your person who you really care. There you um, go. Please know your partner well and please by all means use protection. Okay.
1: <laughs> and so that's here a I rainbow, you know, for pride. I love that
0: one. I love the rainbow. So so listen, we're going to we're going to switch gears. I want to ask another question before we okay. go try to spray. Before right, we so move, as, as go ahead. One more thing I
1: wanted to, one more lubrication I want to tell you about. We Ooh, have yeah. a lubrication that has CBD oil in it. So, if you are um, if you are uh, of the persuasion where you have, um, lots of tears that happen and you need to like, it, it hurts too much mm-hmm. to be, um, to be intimate with your partner. We have a CBD lubrication that helps to, um, to kind of, I don't want to say numb because you still have feelings, you know, you still have all the senses, but it helps to reduce the pain. So, yeah, so, yeah, so,
0: yep, put that on your list too. Okay, now we can go to the next one. All right, so my question was, you as as a a certified sexual education um, therapist, what would you recommend, especially as we get older, sometimes we're not as limber as we were back in our 20s, you know, we could jump off the ceiling and swing from the, the ceiling fan and all this stuff. So what's like a good position if you are older, but you, you want to get the maximum pleasure without killing yourself? Like, I don't want you to bend me into a pretzel because I can't breathe up in this area right here after so long. Like, it's just certain things. I so what would you recommend? Because that one right. there, that whole bend me into pretzel, that shit is over. Do not do that. <laughs> well...
1: It all depends on, um, on if you want um, shallow penetration that might be able to hit the G-spot. OK. Or if you want deeper penetration that um, that then will rub up against the, the top of your vagina and okay. might hit the G-spot but also gives you like deeper penetration. OK. So it depends on which one you want. So if you want more shallow penetration,
0: um <laughs> breathe. Be some oxygen. <laughs> me,
1: <laughs> so the shallow penetration is actually the missionary position where the okay. guys on top and the girls. So that's actually the most um the more shallow that you okay. can get. Um you can get deeper penetration with the woman on top sitting down like the the horse or the the reverse okay. cowboy or okay. reverse cowgirl cuz
0: got girl. it
1: okay yeah um and then you also can get even deeper penetration um with the doggy style where the woman is on all fours and the man is behind her okay um, but if you want To be able to get deep penetration as well as getting closer to that G spot orgasm. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, I'm assuming that you probably don't have one of those um, swing things that you can hang up on your door. Which we do have those. If pure romance, you want. I
0: currently don't need
1: one, but (laughs) But but (laughs) if you don't want to go there, um, put a bunch of pillows. Like, um, put your knees on a bunch of pillows mm-hmm. so that you're up higher. Oh, she had so a swing. That you're more at an angle instead of like straight mm-hmm. across. You have more of an angle. Um, but make sure that if you're going to be putting pillows, he's probably going to need some pillows too. Um, I love her. It <laughs> her <aunt> took her. <laughs> she needs another one. So, because you want him to be able to go at an angle down later because yes because if you're going in at at a downward angle from behind then you're getting deep penetration and you're getting penetration that goes right um brushes against the g spot at the
0: same time wow yes indeed we love it now i did see this new contraption it was like um so like the it's a I just saw, and I'm trying to explain what I saw. Okay, so it's the guy is laying down uh, on his back, and it's like a contraption that's like if say if you're going to be uh, on top, like in the in the whole cowgirl position, it's mm-hmm. this thing that sits on top of him, and it's like a swing, but not a swing because you could put it on the bed, and it, oh. it allowed her to. Go like it allows her to really get that that deep penetration. Yeah, I just saw that contraption and I was like, "What is that?" So yeah, I was doing the whole spin around things. You know, how you could do the three sixty. I was spinning that sucker like, "What is this?" <laughs> oh, what's the question? Go ahead. What's your question? Oh, yes yeah. And we do have those. What you were just talking about?
1: Oh, okay, thing that yeah, that kind of goes underneath of them and gives you like things to hold onto, so you right. can just yeah so you literally are a cowgirl you got something to
0: hold on to at the same time <laughs> she said <laughs> nelly said see now the men need to stop complaining about how many pillows we got on the bed those pillows come in handy. <laughs> that's right
1: that's right You're like that's right. i'm i'm doing this so that i get a better position that's so we right. get a better angle it's for me yeah that's right and here and this i will
0: say this while we're waiting on that uh on uh i can't pronounce her name to type her question in here I believe that intimacy intercourse is really it's fun. It's one of the things I love to do as an adult for fun. That's one of my favorite freaking things to do. We should really come into that atmosphere with that expectation in mind. Okay. So her question is, what about the yoga chairs that they sell for more leverage? Is that what it's called? A, lo- a yoga chair? Um, or is that something different? The ones on ours aren't
1: called that, but um, but I'm sure that if the, if you got leverage. You know, they have those balls that, you know, the, the big rubber balls that are good for, you know, your back and oh, balance, fitness.
0: balance balls,
1: balance ball. Yeah. Yeah. You can use those things. You know what? A lot of times it's just a matter of, yeah, it's really oh, a chair. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's all about what feels good to you. It's all about what you get your best comfortable position in, you know, Explore, try different things. I love it. They
0: just camouflage it as a yoga chair. (laughs) So, listen, this is an exciting conversation because we skipped our break. So, we're going to pause. We're we're two minutes past break time. We're going to pause. We're going to go to break and then we're coming right back to this conversation because this is good. And thank you so much for the comments. Okay, Wayne, take us to our break. back thank you all for joining us if you've been with us the whole time thank you so much so are we rolling on the ball <laughs> <laughs> hey it's all about you fun and pleasure you can, yeah go ahead yeah
1: you can lean over the ball you can bounce on the ball you can yeah
0: you know what would be really fun on that ball like to do like to do on all fours on the ball hmm yeah. The style yeah. On the ball. All right. So uh, I'm going to say Nomi. I'm going to call her the end of her name. Nomi says, I found a chair that I want on Amazon. It comes with the built in cuffs for the arms and the legs. Do y'all have something like that, Dan? There We do have to go to Amazon now. for that one. Oh, my goodness. I didn't think Amazon sold anything like that. But before okay. we get into this, hold on, hold on. I have to give our shout-outs to our shows that are on BWNC Radio. Please download the app. Yeah, y'all going to keep hearing me say that because it's free and you support all of uh, the content that's coming out of I Am World Media Group. So please do that. If you're just joining, our guest is Deb Maynard. And we were just talking about all this different lovely stuff, and she said she's going to go get her a chair on Amazon. I didn't even know Amazon sold stuff like that. But I guess they Amazon sells everything. <laughs> Everything, everything. Amazon does it all. Don't sleep on them. Apparently, I, <laughs> I had to let them go about a year ago because I was spending too much money at the Amazon shop. Yeah. Get everything from Amazon. They come in two days. They working somebody to death. I know that. Um, <laughs> anyway, so I do want you to educate us on something else. And if y'all have questions about anything we just talked about, please, by all means, keep dropping them. We're gonna come right back to your questions. But I do want you to clarify. Uh, something for us because a lot of us are still confused, especially if we grew up in the '90s. If we are Generation X, we kind of we are really confused on all of the labels that are out today, all of the um, sexual orientations that uh, are out there. Because back when we were young, you were either straight or you were gay. You were either male or you were female. So, uh, what what's what's an easy way for us to remember was what? Okay. Oh, in the L G B T Q plus IA, I A plus all the alphabets. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the alphabet. The yeah, the the whole alphabet thing. Um, so yeah, I, I totally get that. Um, uh, so there is lesbian, gay, oh. bisexual, okay. So in the late 80s early 90s i came out as bisexual okay. because that was all that we knew we knew of lesbian gay or bisexual you know you either like one like the other or like them both right. that was it <laughs> yeah. you know that was as far as it went but then as as we have progressed and as people have been more open and they come up with different terminology that is helping people to find a label that matches how they feel right um and a lot of you they're especially the younger folks right now they're like why do we have to have a label well right that's because you have to have a label in order for people to know what you're talking about if you right. have um if you have a bottle of water and um and you don't know like okay so i have a glass of water
0: Mm -hmm.
1: okay um in order for people to know what's in the glass you have to have a label for it everybody knows what water is right so that way we can be we all are on the same page if i said that what's in the glass is soup um then that gives then everybody's thinking that it's something else. But then you take a drink of it and you're like, this isn't soup. This is water.
0: Right. So you
1: have to have you have to have a label so that everybody can be on the same page and understand the same things. With That's that true. being said, it's difficult to be able to do that because there are so many different labels, you know, um, there's there's um, heterosexual, there's mm-hmm. bisexual, there's also asexual people yep. that are not interested in being romantic, being involved with anybody. Um, then there's also um, queer, which is used a term used that kind of just cause is that umbrella term when we're talking about how pagan is an umbrella term. Queer right. is an umbrella term, um, but there's also pansexual.
0: Right. Mm-hmm.
1: Yep. So pansexual. There's also demisexual. Mm. Um, there, you know, there's all kinds of different things. Pansexual is where you are attracted to somebody not based on their gender, mm-hmm. but based on who they are as a person. Right. And so when that came out, I'm like, well, I would really go more as being pansexual because mm-hmm. I don't base my attraction on what they, you know, what gender they are.
0: Right. Um,
1: but because I went so long under that terminology of bisexual, I'm like, mm-hmm. I might as well just stick with it. Right. You know, um, but that's pansexual is more of that generic term of
0: everything. <laughs> okay. I like this. I like this. <laughs> she says, I've had a few women approach me, but I thought they could tell who ride, who ride, who rides their boat. I'm very much heterosexual. I think though, sometimes we tend more to be in our masculine energy or feminine energy, depending on your mood that day. Cause energy fluctuates. Cause I get that too. Sometimes mm-hmm. I am Definitely cisgender, heterosexual, but I know me. I am very balanced. And sometimes I walk very strongly in my masculine energy. I get it. So I get definitely. when women say I've actually had people ask me flat out, like, what are you? I'm Cheryl <laughs> is what I am. I'm Cheryl. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but if you're asking me what I prefer, I definitely prefer men, you know. But it just mm-hmm. depends. It's probably your energy. You just we we are a lot of us um, are raised to be in this power position in this hustle position in this masculine energy that's some, one of the reasons i think a lot of us cannot achieve orgasm because we've taught we're taught to stay in a constant mode of hustle so we're not able to allow ourselves to relax enough to be feminine around a man because we feel like that may Put us in a weak, uh, a weakened uh, perspective on his part, and then we get taken advantage of. So we don't allow ourselves to relax enough. Um, so it's only recently in my in my advanced age, at this big age that I am, that I've really come to understand being relaxed. Really, really relaxed. My energy is feminine, though. I'm a girl, Damon. Well, yeah. <laughs> you never know. Maybe that was attracting some of those other energies out there that that you yeah. moved that way.
1: <laughs> Back in the late eighties, early nineties, um, I would have been called a lipstick lesbian because I present very feminine. I have nail polish, I have makeup, you know, I present very feminine, but
0: I'm attracted to both male and female. And- and you're right, Randy. It could be uh, the trust level uh, with that particular man. The older I get, the more I'm, I'm in that stage where if I don't completely trust you, you're not even getting past hello. We not. I mean, it's just <laughs> it ain't too many conversations we about to continue to have if I don't trust you and I don't feel safe with you. Those are t- off top now. I don't care how good you look. or None of that stuff. If what if if your demeanor and energy doesn't line up with what you're saying. Yeah, that trust goes out the window. No, we're not doing anything. But you're right. I think that has a lot to do with it. I like that she says she's a female demon. That's cool. <laughs> I like that. But you're right. You you're really, really, you really walk in, in your feminine energy very well. Me, I fluctuate. I mean, I'm I'm pretty balanced, but sometimes I'm really, really on that masculine side. Even like in the way I think, which is a little off-putting for some people. So I get you're, it. You're
1: wrong feminine women.
0: Very much so. Like very much so. So yeah. But you're right. So where was we? Okay, we 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 got the pansexual. Okay. Demisexual. Mm -hmm. Okay.
1: That's another one. So demisexual is that you have to be um have a strong uh emotional attachment to someone in order to be physically intimate with them. And Mm -hmm. I heard about that and I heard demisexual, and I'm like, well, I think everybody should have a strong yeah. emotional attraction before you're intimate with them. And then they said, well, uh, what about these one-night stands? Okay, sure. you're right. You're right. You know, no judging. Right. You're absolutely right. So I can't say that everybody should be demisexual because sometimes, you know, there people want a one-night stand. People are interested in not getting in an emotional commitment, you know, they're enough as who they are. They're like, I don't need a man to get in my way. You know,
0: sometimes it just happens. Sometimes it's not (laughs) even intended. I mean, you could be drinking. and, And I honestly say that liquor is called spirits for a reason. Yeah. Okay. So when you get liquor in you you're going to get loose as a goose and you may have a a one night stand but here's the thing you're still kind of demisexual because there is some emotional attachment there for you to even go that far with the person you you have some kind of connection with that person even in an an inebriated state so i think to some degree everybody's demisexual i always say we're always on this all of us are on the spectrum to some degree yes of us are yeah. on that spectrum to some degree, you know. And then we have the the different things like people are cisgender, or they're yeah. they're uh, non-binary, which I honestly don't understand the non-binary one, okay. At all, so, you know. So, um, you are
1: very cisgendered. I am very cisgendered. I present. I am female. I present mm-hmm. female. I have um female genitalia, and I think like a woman. I'm very emotional. Right. You know, um, I, I have female thoughts. I'm right. very emotional. Um, I talk a lot. <laughs> it's one of those things. Right. Um, but then non-binary um, is what people that are non-binary, they don't want to be seen. They don't want to um, follow any gender stereotypes. You know, God. the makeup, um, the clothing, they don't want to follow specific stereotypes. Like, um, my kids, when they were growing up, um, that whole boys wear blue, girls wear pink, mm-hmm. not in my house. You wear Got whatever it. you want to wear. You know,
0: mm-hmm. um,
1: if you want to wear a skirt, you wear a skirt. If you want to wear pants, you wear pants. It doesn't matter if you have a penis or a vagina, whatever you feel like wearing, you wear it, Got you know? it. And it's that it's that whole idea of they don't want to follow these rigid gender stereotypes of this is what a woman should look like. This is what a man should look like. It's uh, I'm going to I'm going to fall wherever I want to fall. You know, one day I want to wear a woman's clothes. One day I want to wear men's clothes. Hold that
0: question, Wayne. Mm -hmm. I agree with that Uh, we're going to pause what's this question say it says why do some people deny the existence of emotions during sex oh oh (laughs) I'm going to let you go first Dale but you know I'm diving (laughs) this question
1: (laughs) so so that brings my counseling side in Um, so there are some I'll back up a little bit so I um I am married to a man, mm-hmm. third marriage. Okay. Okay. Third marriage. Took me a little bit to get to the third marriage. <laughs> um, but when I was married to my second husband, my well, my first husband, mm-hmm. um, I got married when I was in college, young, twenty years old, kind of stupid, naive. Um I know, I've been there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> I, we got married, we were both at college, and he went to school full-time, mm-hmm. and I cut back and went to school part-time and worked full-time, and I took out student loans um, for me, but I also took out student loans in my name to mm-hmm. help pay for him to go to school. Okay. Okay. Based on the fact that once, we, once he graduated, mm-hmm. then... He would then make money and I would then go to school full time. Right. And then I would be able to graduate. Okay. Um, you always hear about those people that, um, that use you to get a degree. And then once they got a degree, they run away. And you hear about that. You never think that that's going to happen to you. Right. Well, that happened to me. So, yeah. He um, October fifteenth. Not that I would remember that. It was a it was a Wednesday at seven thirty at night. Not that I would remember that at all. But Wednesday night seven thirty October fifteenth. Um, he said, uh, "I need we need to talk." And I'm a communications major. Talk, talk is good. Yes, that's right. I let's agree. <laughs> and he said, "Yeah, um, I don't love you. I don't want to have anything to do with you." I can't stand your voice. Every time that you walk into a room, I stop having fun. He's like, I stopped loving you like a couple months into the relationship, but I just need you to get through school. So I'm graduating this December. I don't need you anymore. Thanks a lot. Bye bye.
0: Hey uh, no. That's cold. That's cold hearted right there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I grabbed his hand and I'm like, no, we, we need to talk. And he pulled his hand away, punched me in the face and said, you want to talk, get a lawyer. And he walked out.
0: So, um, Oh my goodness. That's yes. Definitely no emotion. What the f-
1: <laughs> Right. Right. Um, and so, and at the time I'm, I'm also polyamorous. Lots of things. Okay. So at the time I also had a girlfriend. And my girlfriend came over mm-hmm. at the next day. She's like, I am here for you. I love you. I will take care of you. I will be here for you. No. Oh. Wow. And a week later she moved in with him. What? She was only seeing me. Ugh.
0: Yeah. She was only seeing me. This is like out kid. of a soap opera. So, this is like. Right? this is real
1: life oh my god this is, this, this is my life this is my life so yeah so when that happened um i was very uh afraid of relationships i i did not want to be emotionally involved with really? anybody i was i was done you know
0: That's
1: i didn't example. want yeah w yeah let I was like, women, I don't want women. I don't want men that all just fight. I just forget right. it, you know, forget it. So it took a while for me to um, to be able to allow myself to be mm-hmm. emotionally involved with somebody. Okay. And so when it talks about, you know, um, why do some people deny the existence of emotions during sex? It's because they don't want to get hurt. You know, I believe it, that really that simple. They don't want to
0: get hurt. And And they've been hurt so bad before, like in your, wow. Yeah. But here's the thing. I agree with that, that they, they deny the existence of emotions during sex because they don't want to get hurt. But that's just a surface level answer because you feel regardless. You feel regardless. If you're having the physical act, you feel something. And if you feel something, even if it's pleasure, that pleasure is going to light up every dopamine in your body and all of your endorphins. You feel during sex, regardless if you say you do or not, I can understand protecting your heart. So I think what people do is during the actual act, what they do is they compartmentalize, right? You compartmentalize in your mind. You say, I'm going to enjoy the pleasure of it, the physical, part of this, but I'm going to deny any other type of emotional connection to this person because I'm not going to allow them to hurt me like I've been hurt in the past, which is triggering for all of us. That just shows we need to heal from stuff like that. But I think that's the reason why, like you said, people don't want to get hurt. But at the end of the day, we all feel regardless. It's part of the makeup of being a human. We're not AI. We're not uh, droids. We're not, we're 100% organic human beings. We come with emotions. It's built into us, whether you are male or female, whether you were taught to be macho and never cry. Internally, psychologically, mentally, you know what you feel, whether you never express that openly with a person or not. So people can deny it all they want. The truth of the matter is you feel everyone does. And I'm sorry, Deb. You went through that, but you wouldn't be the strong person that you're that's sitting on this panel with us today had you not gone through that and learned those lessons. Right. And as you all heard her say, she is uh, in a polyamorous relationship, and a lot of us do not know people who have any type of relationship like this. I happen to know you, and I happen to have some close friends that I've I've met. Uh, in the last couple of years, since I've been on my own journey out here in Singledom, and they are indeed in a polyamorous relationship, and they communicate more openly and honestly with each other than I've seen some couples do that have been in a relationship, um, you know, with just the two of those for a long time. I and honestly, I'm trying to think if I noticed any insecurities, nothing that they weren't willing to talk about amongst the three that were in the relationship that I know about that are in, it's present tense. They have to sit down and, and talk about that with each other. So how does that work in your dynamic?
1: So I, um, the, the biggest thing in any kind of polyamorous relationship is communication. Mm-hmm. Um, communication, honesty, consent, um, and respect. That is That is really the biggest thing so i am i am married um i've been with my husband we we got together about seven years ago and we've been married now for three years um so and he's amazing and i love him to death and um he's just ah he's awesome and then um i also have a girlfriend and she she gets me she's just Yeah. It's just that that closeness, that Mm -hmm. girl, you know, the you that you don't
0: really get unless you're with another woman. You know, Um, my husband (laughs) might be time for her to head on out. Stick around. (laughs) We don't have that much longer. Stick around. Stick around. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
1: My my husband is is gender fluid. Mm -hmm. So um, he is male. He presents as male. But um, but he's also very emotional. Got and it. um and
0: he's he, he communicates so much. Hold on, we're gonna um, address that. So hold on, don't leave out. Just hold on. Go ahead, Dale. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but my girlfriend, um, you know, there's just things that you don't really share with men. You know, right. like um, you don't have the same emotional um connection with men that you do with women, um, mm-hmm. and even my my female friends. It's a different dynamic than it is with my girlfriend than it is with my husband. Right. Um, so my relationship with my girlfriend is just the two of us. Um and then my relationship with my with my husband is just the two of us. And my husband and my girlfriend are friends, but they are not together. Daddy. So there are other there are triads where everybody's with everybody and mm-hmm. that's not where we are, where it's just individual individual.
0: Oh cool. And I think that's that's the beauty of it. So, and I'm calling you Nami because I can't say your entire name, so I'm just cut I'm just using the second half of it, Nami. Mean, so, um, I completely get that. That's why everyone's uh, in situations are are di- dynamic to each other. If you prefer and we already had this conversation, you are a cisgender, which means you're a female, you recognize you're a female, you got female body parts, you're emotional, you love being a female, you stand in that power, and you prefer men. One man at a time. There's nothing wrong with that at all. That is the traditional way life works. That's how we procreate, okay? So by all means, don't take that. This is, this is we just giving you information. Just giving you information so you'll know the difference about how different relationships work because we're all built uh, differently. I have, a, like I was telling you about the friends down here, it's three of them collectively in that relationship together. I have another friend group, another friends that are married. They're, they're a couple and they decide, the two of them, who comes into their space. It's private. It's not something that's announced to the world. It is their own private uh, relationship how they have it set up and what works for them on the I am Woe podcast last night They touched on this a little bit and it was saying they said that it doesn't matter if you're doing what you do Within your relationship that makes you and your partner happy Then that's all that matters because a lot of times we can't base our relationships on past relationships on our parents relationships on What society says it should be the beauty of a relationship is we make it what we want it to be and if you're with that one person, that's your one person. You don't have to share them with a the thing. Just make sure he knows that too, <laughs> right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Thank you. I definitely get, just make sure they know that too. Okay. Yes, so okay. I am well. Said. Yeah. It's um, One more question. Which is which is how it should be, even when it's just the two of you. Your business is your business, right? And we yep. and Deb, I'm asking her to share just for informational purposes, so we can have. Um, a more open dialogue and be accepting of other people's dynamics in their relationship. Not to say this is how anyone should live their lives on anything that we've talked about, even though what we've discussed has been so interesting the entire show. (laughs) (laughs) But Hopefully everyone found something that resonated with them that you can take away. I've learned some things myself today. Let me tell you, this show, by the way, uh, living your life if you've been in a, a breakup life after divorce the whole point of all things undone podcast is to teach people how to live in their authentic truth their authentic selves whatever that looks like for each individual um, we live i we live such free lives when we're able to recognize who we are and when we're able to walk in that truth And you don't have to worry about what mama says, what daddy says, what the community has to say, because you know, in your heart that you are true to yourself and to God for your, for those of you who believe in God, I 100% do I give him praise all day, every day I do. Um, So I just do it differently than a traditional church setting, but I do praise God all the time. So it just depends on what it, what works for you. Now, do people still judge? Yes. So people try to get their opinions. Well, they can try all they want to. It doesn't change my reality <laughs> any. It doesn't change Deb's reality any. Okay. But, and I want, that's what I want the takeaway to be for everyone, to find what works for you, your truth, your authentic, authenticity. Um, But Sharon brought this up last week and she kind of flat out asked Deb and I, I didn't, I was like, okay, we're going there. Um <laughs> Had put a comment up about her relationship, and then Sharon was like, Um, I love it, tell them mind their business, right? Sharon was like, So, do y'all have threesomes? And I was like, Oh my god, (laughs) I said that in my head, I did not say that out loud. It's like, You want to answer? And to my surprise, Dale, I have had threesomes,
1: um, not with my husband and current girlfriend, but I have had them, um. Yeah, it's fun. Um, you nice. again. Everybody has to know what's going on. Everybody has to be open communication. Otherwise, it's cheating. We don't. You know, we don't, we don't want to cheat. We want to be everybody to be honest. Everybody to know what's happening with whom we're, whoever we're with. Um, and it's just like with polyamory. Um, I explain it in that I have three kids, mm-hmm. so I love all three of my kids. I love them all dearly, but I do not love them the same because they are not the same. They have very different personality, very different personalities, (laughs) but I love them all. It's the same way. You know, I love my husband. I love my girlfriend, but I don't love them in the same way because they're not the same.
0: So it's just a matter of loving more than one person. Right. And Sharon said that too in the in the snippet that I put up of her show Preacher's Exes, she said that at this age in life she is open to well maybe not for her particular but she can understand how people are in polyamorous relationships because emotionally I may be attracted to one person who can meet that need and then physically someone else who can meet that need. So she understands why we connect to different people again, we are energy we are spiritual we are spiritual beings having uh, a human experience okay so we connect to different people why do you think you're attracted to more than one person? because your spirit is attracted right. to their spirit so it's like you're you're reaching out your soul is reaching out for something that maybe physically you may not understand' I'm, I'm gonna put it to you this way I met a person. I've met people throughout my life that I connected with spiritually, energetically. You can feel it. You can feel that bond when you connect with somebody. Some people call it a soul tie, but not this. This is different. I met a person and um, when I met this person, the first date we had, free spirited, thank you. The very first date we had, my mind said, not me. My spirit said, starting at now. I was like, what the fuck? Because what? So anyway, we go, we're we're having the date, and it was literally we we're watching, we were watching a, a sports game or whatever. So we're sitting there, and he asked me to give him a massage. And I was like, um, oh, it's kind of an odd request for a first day, but you know what? Like it was literally a vibe. I was like, you know what, cool, yeah, let's do this. So I'm giving him a massage, and it was literally just a shoulder massage, not anything freaky, just a <laughs> massage. We're watching the game. And I found myself just relaxing so much. And my mind said, my soul said, uh, it was weird. It was like, um, it didn't say anything. I got the image of a reflection is what I got. I was like, okay, that's that's different. So it was a reflection. I was like, that's different. So I'm rubbing this guy and then, not me, my spirit literally said, Like, this is your spiritual spouse. I almost jumped up off the bed and run up out of there because I knew it wasn't me. I knew it wasn't my thoughts. (laughs) And then I realized my soul recognizes what belongs to it. My soul recognizes that this, the soul that's in this human being is some soul, spirit, energy that it connected with previous to coming to earth. And I know that sounds absolutely bananas. When I tell you my spirit was speaking to me separate from my physical me, I am not lying to you. Even to this day, I can feel that man like no other person I have ever felt in this entire earth. And I believe even if we never speak another day in life, my spirit and his spirit knows there is something here. Okay. And, uh, because it was so strong, it made me want to run away, far away. Because why is my mind talking to my mind? Does that <laughs> make sense? Why is my mind talking to? That's how I knew. Like on this spiritual journey, that's what made me really start to wake up and say, "Okay, yeah, the Bible is the Bible." Now I understand on a spiritual plane what the scriptures are talking about, where I didn't understand it before. Okay. A beautiful connection. Everybody about that. Everybody's about that connection. Um, everything about that connection was organic. It's very organic. It's, um, and because I didn't understand what was happening, I was like, Oh, I don't know how to explain this. So it's been, I haven't talked to many people about it because who would believe me, (laughs) who would believe that type of, um, energetic connection. So that made me really understand we have more than one soulmates because then I started thinking about, you know, back about other people that I connected with in the past, how we connected. Like it started making sense. It started coming together. So I don't know where I was going with that, but yes, we connect to different people. That's what I was going with that. We connect to different people. So I can understand how people are polyamorous. I can understand how uh, even, even uh, other cultures where they have more than one spouse. Mm-hmm. And I, I actually saw a video on Instagram and it was a, um, I, I think she was Hindu. And she was saying that, yes, she allows her husband to have concubines. And she was like, you all call them side chicks or whatever. She said, but in our relationship, in our culture, they understand he's the protect, protector, he's the provider. It takes the pressure off of her. She's going to be provided for regardless. Right. Um, Pop that comment back up for a minute. I didn't see it. It's almost a feeling of knowing that person in another life. Yes, that. It was just like that. It was like this person, I met him before. And and not just once. Lifetime after lifetime after lifetime is what my spirit said to me. This person you've known. Lifetime after lifetime after lifetime you've known. And I'm like, wow, that's so deep. Now I got to. Okay, spirituality, how I knew it is not what it is. Let me go and educate myself. <laughs> so right. yeah, different yeah. soulmates. I'm telling you, and I completely understand your dynamic. Yep. And so I'm thinking, I thank you so much for being on the show. What else did I tell you I wanted to talk about? I think we don't hit every point. <laughs> 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 I you can know, go yeah. deeper into a lot of different things,
1: but we could. We this is good. I think we touched on everything though, I think.
0: I think we touched on a little bit of everything yeah. we did. Yeah. And I am, I think it's a good place to end it Thank you all in the comments. We appreciate y'all so much. Y'all have made this worthwhile. All the questions that you have put in and the comments, thank you. We are going to have the link to purpleromance.com slash Deborah Booth in the link to this show. And you'll see it tomorrow and the next day. And the next day as uh, I run... The promos for the show, as well as the producer, Wayne, at I Am Well Media Group. Listen, thank you all for joining. Please download the VWNC Radio app. It is free. You can listen to it on the go. This uh, episode will be on all streaming platforms starting Wednesday morning. Uh, and that's it. Do you have any parting words, Deb? Just if you are
1: on Facebook um, and you want to get a, a preview of some of the deals that I have on the Pure Romance website. Um, I have a Facebook, I have a, a, um, a secret it's so that other people don't know who else is gonna be on it. Just in, just in case you don't want your mother-in-law to know that you're part of a Pure Romance website. Right. Um, I do have a, a group, it's Pure Purple Romance, but you can look me up. Um, I think my face is on the facebook page but look me up on facebook and i can get you added into that um that that group and mm-hmm. then you can get all of the deals that i have that come up sure. and i also share um i share different things about health different things about your body you know just all kinds of different things because again mm-hmm. pure romance is not just about all of our products but it's also about feeling good in the body that you're in and so mm-hmm. we want to want to help you in all different ways. So,
0: Thank you so much. We're going to have all those links up um, for sure so you all be able to get in contact with her. Thank you so much, Deb. Thank you, audience, for watching. God bless you all. Okay, Wayne, I think we're ready. You can take us out.